Welcome to Whiskey and Lemon. I am your host, Lana Mercedes. Assuming the best is what's healthiest for our own mental health. We cannot control how others behave, but we most certainly can control how we respond. And this is the case for anything. Our feelings and emotions sometimes can get away from us, but when we make it a practice to control our behaviors, in time it will help us control our emotions in healthier ways as well. For most people, responding to bad behavior with more bad behavior does not help anyone or anything. When the goal is to promote positive change in the situation, think about how the actions taken must then be in line with that goal in order to achieve it. So, for example, if someone has cut you off while driving, your move should not then be to speed up and cut them off. It will, one, only enrage the other driver. Two, it will work you up even more to even put forth that energy. And three, it will increase and three, it will increase more turmoil around the situation. Then chances are you will tell that story to multiple people later that day and create frustration within yourself even more. It's not our jobs to teach people lessons, to tell them about themselves, or even teach them how to behave. Sure, the driver that cut you off could have been a jerk. They could have also been rushing to a sick family member. It's not an excuse for their dangerous driving, but I say that to simply convey that it may not just be the story you are telling yourself that the other person was just a jerk and now you need to show them how it feels to be cut off. It's not our place. And this discussion isn't about just looking beyond how people treat you. It's just being cognizant that feeding rudeness with rudeness won't get you anywhere. Compassion will. It will also help sustain your mental health. Another point to consider is that we don't know everyone's lives, even those that we do have relationships with. I did a few episodes on introversion and extroversion and how people often perceive introverts as cold or distant. And really, they are often just misunderstood. I'm going to drop an irrelevant clip from one of those episodes here. Introverts are generally classified as shy or withdrawn, antisocial and awkward or quiet. When in reality, they are best described as reserved, observant, thoughtful, more self-aware and most comfortable, or energized by their solitude, and are being in small groups rather than in large ones. Introverts feel most relaxed when they are around people they know and may not be the ones that are initiating conversation with strangers. They may feel exhausted by social situations and do not outwardly show much emotion. This is not because they are emotionless, but because they are either better at or prefer to process their emotions internally than externally. So when feeling something based off another's actions, we must first take a step back and realize another person's behavior often has nothing to do with us. We just felt personally affected by said behavior. I'm sure there are times when you had a rough day and didn't even realize you straight-faced past everyone that smiled at you in the office, or those that said goodnight at the end of a long day, or possibly the common situation of a checker ringing you up at a grocery store and they ask, how was your day? And you just say, paper. According to Psychology Today, seeing the good in others is thus a simple but very powerful way to feel happier and more confident and become more loving and more productive in the world. Let's get this right. Seeing the best in people doesn't mean that you need to walk around with rose-tinted glasses on and be naive, as people call it when they hear the saying, see the best in people. It's not saying that you need to see the person as the best, but just that you can see the best in them. Because when interacting with people, it's rare that we can remain neutral in all regard. Of course, you can keep a calm demeanor in situations and don't have to be overly positive or negative to maintain healthy levels of emotional intelligence. But when interacting with people beyond a surface level conversation, say our partners, relatives, friends, colleagues, neighbors, 
we tend to form some sort of opinion about them beyond just being neutral. So if we can see the best in someone, it will help us to practice more positive habits overall. We can help ourselves see the positive in other areas of life, and of course, it won't always be easy or even possible in some cases. However, starting with people, especially ones we just find annoying, is a good place to start. And look, sometimes people just won't be our cup of tea. There is that saying that says something along the lines of, you could be the sweetest and juiciest peach in the world, and at the end of the day, some people just don't like peaches. So I am not saying that you must like everyone you interact with, but seeing the best in them and allowing yourself to believe that they are just doing the best they can, along with everyone else in the world, really can go a long way. We are so quick to cast judgments on people, and the reality of the matter is we live in a jacked-up world. There is a lot going on, and we as humans were not meant to have to deal with all this madness. And now, not only are we dealing with that, but we are getting hit with these things sequentially and simultaneously. We are all multidimensional beings. Someone could be a great friend, but not a good spouse. Someone could be a great employee, but a bad business partner. We don't know every facet of everyone's lives. So we are quick to cast judgment on them based on the version we do see. The person you know that can't stop running their mouth might be a wonderful salesperson or professor. Hell, I can talk a lot and here I am with a podcast. People often judge extroverts for being too social or loud, but maybe they are just who we need to break the ice and get a party started. People often judge introverts for requiring solitude or a chance to recharge or being quieter in the office, but they also tend to put more thought into their work and really value the deep conversations they do have. They just like to choose who they have them with. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, so don't discount that for people just because you don't like a quality of theirs. By doing that, we tend to be more negative overall. In addition, always seeing the bad in other people all the time just reveals the bad in us. And just saying someone has this bad tendency and you don't isn't necessarily a good route to finding the good in yourself. Seeing the good in other people allows us to see the good in ourselves. It allows us to see more good in things in general. Here are a few reasons we tend to judge or choose to only see the bad in others. Number one, it's more relatable. We focus on others' not-so-good qualities because it makes us feel better to see that people around us are also not perfect. Number two, it may give us an easy out if we can't find a way to connect with the person. It can make some very uncomfortable when they don't understand someone. They must have some way to make sense of the person's differences to themselves. Number three, it gives us an excuse for the negative emotions we may already have. Let's say you're in the running for a job and found out someone else got offered the position, and then you go into your current job in a bad mood. Everything around you may tick you off. You don't want to accept the fact that not getting offered that job is able to affect your emotions the way that it is, so you tell yourself the reason you're in such a bad mood is because the employee next to you types too loud, or that your roommate always uses the last paper towel and never replaces it. It's easier for you to say everyone around you is the problem than just work through the feelings that you may have internally. Number four, the world is a crazy place and it can get difficult to see the positive when there is so much negative trying to cloud our optimism. Number five, there's an addiction to some sort of drama or complaining. It is often a discussion for most people to gossip and talk about other people, so they don't know how to get out of that habit. Number six, media. The news, social media, certain programs, and video games are wide in a way to make us have aggression. So we absorb it through media and then expel it in our regular lives. More on this to come in the next episode. Number seven, we can either feel we are the perfect ones and just can't tolerate those beneath us, which is dangerous, or it could be used to victimize ourselves, to get other people talking with us and validating our feelings on someone's bad behavior. 
This is also dangerous because we are giving away control of our mental state and emotional intelligence to those around us. Number eight, it's easier for some of us. It's the path of least resistance for many. It may take a bit of work, especially in the beginning, so people choose to just opt for seeing the bad because it's a quicker method for them, but it provides no real solution. Number nine is the belief in our imagination has become too real. We have an interaction with someone and we are easily turned off at how they behave. We know we would never act that way, so we tell ourselves a whole story as to why they do, and then we instantly are convinced that is the reason. At the end of the day, we don't know why someone behaves the way they do. They may not even know, but it's all a game of guessing and assumptions anyway. Number 10, loneliness is taking over. In some instances, it is easy to embrace your solitude. But in some other cases, it is bothersome to think you cannot connect with anyone when you are around a bunch of other people. So it must be that they are all the issue, right? Or there's the other side, where maybe you could connect with some other people, but you really do like your solitude, so you keep them at bay. You find something you don't like to maintain your space. While keeping these in mind, it's important to consider if there is any depression or anxiety behind wanting to always see the bad in others. It is essential to absorb the fact that not everything is black and white. Someone can have bad behaviors without being 100% bad. Reminder that remaining neutral is a good constructive tool, but this is not an overall place to sit at because we can never be right in the middle of the scale on positivity and negativity. Good ways to aid yourself in circumventing a more negative outlook and fostering a more positive one is by making these adjustments. Number one is to utilize positive experiences into your life so that traumatic ones are not at the forefront. Number two, I'm a big advocate for not allowing myself to feel so great from compliments because then the only because then the insults can have just as much weight. But for this one, if you tend to be more affected by the noise, make it a point to take the words of those closer to you over those that barely know you, so that you can have more of a reaction to positive stimuli versus negative. Number three is reflect on more positive experiences over negative ones. And here are some ways to help us be more positive and see the good in others. Number one, sometimes people are just unaware of how their behavior can affect someone. As we discovered in the introversion and extroversion episodes, introverts tend to be more self-aware than extroverts. So someone that may crave social interaction may not always have the tools to be aware of how others take their words or actions. We are not all built the same. Number two is to see the good in yourself, but not in an arrogant way. This is not to be used to judge those around you because then you are just feeding into the seeing the bad in others pattern that we want to get away from. Instead, by seeing the good in yourself, you will learn about yourself and your triggers. When we do that, we can recognize when we are treating other people unfairly and how every human has a different life experience. And sometimes it's easier to just laugh at how wide-ranging our differences are instead of being angry by them. Number three, grasping that no one is perfect, including us. When we fully understand this, we will know that flawed behavior does not mean bad person. Number four, be inquisitive. As I mentioned previously, sometimes we can find ourselves judging when we don't understand someone. If you really want to decrease the amount in which you judge, ask more questions. Get to know and understand those you find yourself judging. And number five, seek opportunities to find happiness. When you are enjoying the experience you have created for yourself, you have a healthier view on life and tend to focus on being more positive and less judgmental. My two quotes for you this week are, things work out best for those who make the best of how things work out by John Wooden. 
And when all else fails, there's a quote by Anonymous, never stop being a good person because of bad people. I appreciate all of you listening and sharing this podcast. As always, I hope this information was helpful for you. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe and make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you.